If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. But hey, the, the fit and proper tests, they always work. Yeah, it's not like we've ever had bad owners before. No, just ask in Villa, football. Villa, Wigan, Birmingham, Sheffield. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, as always, Brad. How are you on this rather grey Thursday afternoon? I just love that this podcast now always starts with a weather report, just in case people want to know what the weather's like <laughs> in the Birmingham area. Exactly, and considering I'm sat by a window, it's, I feel like it's poignant to include the weather. There's plenty of football to talk about, as we've had two games in the Premier League, uh, over the past 48 hours we've had news from the Champions League new TV deal in the Premier League and fixtures to look forward to this weekend including an FA Cup final but we'll start off with the football that we've had this week and on Tuesday evening Manchester United welcomed Leicester City to Old Trafford it was a much weakened Manchester United side after making 10 changes to the starting lineup ahead of their game against Liverpool just 48 hours later, so later on this evening for us at the time of recording. Uh, Leicester went on to win the game 2-1 with goals from Kalyar, Soyanchu and Luke Thomas with the goals for Brendan Rodgers' side whilst Mason Greenwood did score for uh, United. I mean, I'm not too bothered about the result personally, considering at the weekend champion. I am. Why didn't they do that on Sunday? Because we still had to wrap up Champions League football, that's why. So you're telling me they cared more about, or they were more worried about the mighty Aston Villa than they were Leicester? Yes. Well, I think it's also the fact that we're not playing again like two days straight after, was we? Like in close proximity time-wise, where this Leicester one and tonight against Liverpool, I think that's what it makes it seem so worse. And obviously Liverpool being our big northwest rivals... You're always going to try and save your big players for that game, even though there is nothing to play for. I guess I'm, I guess I'm just more annoyed at the fact that they, well, Ali went full pep and destroyed my fantasy oh, yeah. team. I mean, you took none of that into consideration. Captain Bruno Fernandes, and he just didn't even bother playing him. <laughs> I mean, he came on with 12 minutes to go. Oh, great! He got me a point. Because <laughs> there was a first start in Manchester United colours for Anthony Alanga and a first team start for um, Ahmad Diallo as well. So it was good to see them two make a debut. Uh, also starts for Donny van der Beek. We know about Diallo. Is Angela? Alanga? Alanga. Alanga. Is he one to look at? Yeah, he's. He's been very promising in the academy over the few years. Uh, he's definitely 
growing up in like the same level as Greenwood. Like that's the thing with the United Academy; they always have very good young players, and they're starting to shine. And again, it seems like we've got another good core group of youngsters coming through. I know the other day, um, I think they played Middlesbrough and they won eight one. And I think it was that Jordan Hugo who was massively touted before in the summer by a lot of uh, other clubs from Sunderland. I think he's got a good couple of goals as well. So it is another promising set of youngsters coming through at uh, Carrington. And let's hope they can just progress and make uh, a lot of first team appearances in the future. But speaking of another one, Mason Greenwood seems to be putting his stamp in ahead of the Euros. Yeah, again, another good goal for him. Uh, like you said, trying to make his mark for the Euros and I think it might help him a bit now with the squads being pushed up to 26 players rather than the 23 because I think if it was 23 he may have missed out but I think Dare I say he'd have been would he have been the third choice striker anyway? Yeah, I think so because obviously Harry Kane's the first name on the team sheet with A being captain and B how clinical he's been for Spurs this season and then you look who's next you'd say DCL Cal- at Everton yeah. and then your third choice you look in between Ollie Watkins and Greenwood personally and even Patrick Bamford Danny Ings is getting there again as well yeah slowly coming back to match fitness so it'll be interesting to see what he can do over the last two three games of the season for the Saints whether he's also one of them names touted uh, into the possible like extra 23 to 26 players so it'd be very interesting to see what happens on that front for England obviously it's now just under a month to go until the Euros start um, but yeah Trevor Sinclair came out after the United game and said that Man United deserved to be deducted 6 points for fielding such a weakened side and then uh, there was a video going around of a Liverpool supporter like reacting to the team news and having a massive uh, cry about it like because uh, it, it's it that squad apparently cost Liverpool the Champions League place, not their poor results this season where they lost. Yeah, like but ignore all the, the awful results they've had all season. <laughs> it's Man United's fault for we fielding a weakened side. Like there is no law that says you can't do that. It's down to the man- manager's perception of what he thinks to be his strongest squad for that game. Now, obviously, Ali knows that it's not his strongest squad. It will be what we see later on tonight. But he's just taking that into consideration of we're playing again in 48 hours. It's our Northwest rivals. It's a bigger game, always will be. No disrespect to Leicester, but you're obviously going to do the rotations. And like I said to you just before we started recording, why is he not popping up about Manchester City always making these changes? Or if you look at their game against Chelsea the weekend, they made nine changes to their squad from their previous game before the Chelsea so why was no one chirping it up there just because it's Man United why why does it suddenly become a criminal act am I wrong is that Chelsea may have done it at times as well probably not to that extent but they've done like seven or eight changes yeah well if you remember Arsene Wenger used to do that a lot in the cup games like the League Cup and uh, FA Cup with Arsenal back in the day well it's just sometimes the bias does sort of show yeah, but we all know they do it, and I just don't take anything that gets said on talk sport seriously. No, I mean, 
the fact that they're uh, still allowed to broadcast is fucking beyond belief. Careful, careful. Bullshit. We have also had another game this week, and that was last night, and it was a London derby between Chelsea and Arsenal. And it was the goodness that ended up winning 1-0, thanks to a goal from Emil Smith-Rowe. Mikel Arteta side in the 16th minute. Can he claim that? I know he's put it in, but can he really claim that one? Yeah. I mean, it's gone down as his goal, so take all uh, claims that you want to, can't you? Because it's, it's gone down as his goal. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just awfulness from Jorginho. I nearly forgot who made the mistake then, but. Nice of Kepa to, to, nice Kepa to make the best save of his career. Yeah. <laughs> when that, technically, it does not, not count as a pass back. Surely you're not even allowed to touch it with your hands. Uh, I think the pass back, if he fully picked it up, then it would have been given. But I think because he touched it with his hands, it's not a pass back. Yeah, I, I don't understand the full rule of it. Yeah. So, uh, a silly mistake there from Jorginho and Kepper and. Yeah, I'm not surprised by uh, that. I think uh, the the result I'm a little bit surprised by because obviously Tuchel's had a great uh, start at time at Chelsea, but Arsenal have seemed to have got Chelsea's numbers this season. You don't realise Arsenal, that's actually a pretty big win for them. They pushed themselves back into potentially finishing in the top five. Have they? Actually, yeah, so that, that, that uh, race for the fifth is... Very close. There's West Ham obviously there on 58, Liverpool 57, Tottenham 56, Arsenal and Everton on 55. Yeah, Jesus. And Everton have got a game, two games in hand over Arsenal and a game in hand over Spurs and West Ham. Liverpool also have two games in hand as well, which one of them will be played tonight at the time of recording. So um, I think the, the Europa Conference League dream still lives on for the Gunners. <laughs> Uh, the more you say that competition saying the more hilarious it well, gets I think they confirmed that 7th place gets it yeah because uh, Man City won the uh, Carabao Cup so normally it's the Carabao Cup winners that get it but because City have automatically qualified for Europe it goes to 7th place so uh, it'd be interesting to see who does get that 7th place whether it is Everton Spurs or Tottenham or even possibly Liverpool but yeah I think Arsenal were, I think Arsenal Chelsea have played three or four times this season and I'm pretty sure Arsenal have won all the games this season haven't they so you're telling me Thomas Tuchel can deal with the Klops and the Guardiola's but he can't deal with the Sam Maladosses and the Mikel Arteta's I know that just sounds ridiculous <laughs> to say <laughs> absolutely craziness um, elsewhere there was some news today from the Premier League that they have announced an extension on the Premier League deal, which will run until 2025. And that's uh, with all of the broadcasting companies that, that have obviously done deals over the last uh, 12 months. So Sky, BT and BBC as well and Amazon. So I know BT have apparently came out saying if a team plays in midweek in Europe, they will no longer play. Uh, the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday, but instead it would be like an evening time kickoff, which is like, okay, that's good for the team. However, that's still shit for fans. We know the tech fans don't get considered in any of these discussions. Oh, God, no. 
Never have done. That's why uh, it's always like you play a fixture every day of the week. So it's ridiculous. Like I mean, I didn't know the deal needed renegotiating. To be fair, I heard that it was coming up because obviously twenty twenty two is the start of this one. So mm. that deal was expiring. And given the circumstances of everything, they just decided to just stick with what we got. Yeah. Just roll it over for another three years. Well, I mean, obviously Sky will have the majority of the games uh, as usual. I think they have some over 130. Then BT will get the next few. And then you'll probably st- still stick to uh, Amazon getting like the Christmas period ones and then... I don't know. I think BBC, well, BBC will just stick to the highlights because I doubt they'll have games on like three o'clock now when fans are fully back in the stadium from next season. So it'll be interesting to see what BBC get from this. It'll probably, like I said, just the extended highlights and match of the day. And I don't know whether this is doing anything with the women's game because obviously that was announced earlier on this year that uh, Sky and the BBC will have the Women's Super League from this forthcoming uh, summer. All I'll say is be ready for Watford versus Brighton at 11.45. I'll just wait until the following Monday to watch it in Ben Foster's GoPro in the goal video. And <laughs> if they let him do it? Well, you said he's still staying next season, so... Seems to be. Uh, right, so there was also news on the Champions League this morning that uh, the final will now not take place in Istanbul due to... Uh, the coronavirus cases over in Turkey and it being placed on the UK's uh, government red list and instead it is now taking place at the Estadio do Drago in Porto in Portugal uh, despite fans hopes of it being held over here in England got to figure the sponsors in this yeah I mean Boris Johnson fucked up another thing couldn't even get a final over here Jesus man what's wrong with you but yeah, should be a good final. Still, nothing nothing strange about that. Six six thousand fans each as well. Yeah, so that shouldn't be too bad. That's an extra two thousand from what they were originally getting in Portugal. I be- I think. I, yeah, so I believe so. That's good in that case. Um, still, be very entertaining to watch. Nothing changes that aspect of it. But yeah, more fans hopefully gives it a better atmosphere and feeling towards the game and somewhat more uh, neutral to like what we had in the past in like 2019 and early couple of months of 2020 uh, I think that's all the big news talking points in terms of that so we'll have a look forward to this week well, there was other stuff I wanted to mention but I'd wait for the European section talk okay. before I get into that Yep. so this weekend sees the FA Cup final take place on Saturday at quarter past Five in the UK time that is uh, at Wembley Stadium. BBC One have got it. Uh, there is is there fans for this one? The FA Cup final, yes. Uh, I can't remember how much they said there was for this. Is it only? A I believe it's still the four, four. still the four thousand each. I think, and then there's the key workers as yeah. well. Um, how are you expecting this one to go then? This is the most intriguing FA Cup final in. Quite a while. Mm. Like despite Chelsea's, I guess they're clear favourites, given the form. But it's nice to see a better opposition, I guess. Yeah, 
in, in Leicester City. I think like they're no, they're not going to see like a Watford, mm. where you don't expect us to get battered. They will make a game. Yeah, I think it would be a very close game, and I think it has the potential to go all the way to extra time and even penalties this game. So, I don't think there is a clear favour. I know you say on paper because of how Chelsea have been performing under Tuchel, will go into this as clear favourites, but. I don't think it's going to be that easy for them. I think it will be a proper stern test for a, a Tuchel side and it's going to be definitely a good game to watch. The big thing of this is Leicester got to turn up. Yeah. Well, if they don't, it will be fairly easy. Mm. Chelsea, I'm not straightforward when they, like they smash them, but you know, Leicester won't get what they need in terms of sc- Scoring the goals, mm. I guess. Uh, so a little bit of stats going into this game. Chelsea will be appearing in their fifteenth FA Cup final, with only Arsenal and Man United appearing it in the competition final more, and only Man United and Arsenal have won more FA Cups than Chelsea, uh, who have won eight, and they will be going for their ninth. Leicester will be in their fifth FA Cup final and their first since 1969 and they have lost all four previous uh, finals. The most appearances a side has made in the competition without ever winning the trophy. So it will be very interesting to see if Leicester can break that hoodoo this time around. Mm. And it would be the perfect time to do it, yeah, considering the amount of history they've already created in the past decade. Yeah. This is just to add to that. It's going to be an interesting midfield battle, though, between uh, Kante and Fafana. I think it's Fafana at well, midfield. I've always thought he was defender. Not Fafana. I'd agree with you if it was Taylor. That's what I meant to say. Not Fafana. Fafana's a defender. Tielemans and Kante in that midfield is going to be a very interesting battle. Um, I can't call it. Like I said, I think it's going to go all, the, all 90, if not stoppage time as well. Um, we do actually have Premier League games to look forward to this weekend so as we said Manchester United are playing tonight as well as Aston Villa versus Everton which uh, is that the early game tonight Aston Villa Everton Villa Everton well it's not going to matter the first time this goes out well yeah is it (laughs) Um, but the rest of the weekend fixtures in the Premier League sees Newcastle play Man City on Friday evening and then Saturday sees Burnley take on Leeds Southampton Fulham Brighton versus West Ham and then on Sunday, we have Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa at midday, Tottenham Wolves, West Brom Liverpool, and Everton versus Sheffield United. No really good games this weekend, is there? I think you'll find that Newcastle Man City is a titanic battle between two tactical geniuses. I mean, in what circumstance is that? Well, one is a genius of seismic proportions just the way he reads a game is unreal in terms of modern football and yet the other one's Pep Guardiola (laughs) (laughs) Uh, very witty from yourself there Um, I just think this is going to be an easy clean sweep for Manchester City I wouldn't be surprised if I see 4-5-0 on the scoreline for this, actually. If anything, this is Alan St. Maxman's audition for a potential signing to Manchester this season. <laughs> what the hell are you smoking, Alan St. Maxman, going to... What do you mean? They don't do that, what you know about? No, they wouldn't. 
Well, either way, St. Maximum will be putting himself in the shop window because he's getting the hell out of Newcastle. Mm, I don't know whether he does get a move, though. Maybe not to a fellow English side, but I think he might get one to Europe. But, yeah, apart from that, the games this weekend are actually rather dull. <laughs> nothing, nothing really taken my fancy. It's, it's that point of the season. Like, nothing looks interesting anymore. This time next week, we'll be previewing the final games. Oh, yeah, because next midweek... Isn't it midweek? Uh, we've got the 37th game, so Tuesday and Wednesday next week. And then next Sunday's the final games of the season. I mean, the only thing left to play for, really, is sorting out those last couple of uh, spots in Europe, both Champions League, Europa League, and that place in Europa Conference League. Otherwise... Everyone else is now just playing for like position and money, realistically, because the title's decided, obviously. Relegation's already decided. I think this is the earliest all three teams have been confirmed as relegated uh, this past weekend. So, I think it was the first time, I can't remember if it was the first time ever in Premier League history that all three of them were confirmed before the last three games. I think it was. Which is it's a bad start. <laughs> which is crazy, but... It's now just boring for the rest of the season. There's nothing to do. At least the fans are coming back. Yes, uh, so they'll be obviously back for next midweek's game. Um, Home fans are allowed to attend Tuesday and Wednesday's fixtures. So that'll be seeing fans from Southampton, Man United, Brighton, Chelsea, Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, Burnley and West Brom in attendance. But more on that Monday. Yes. on to the European set of stuff now. Again, Germany... Where do we start? <laughs> well, we'll start off in Germany. Um, Bayern obviously wrapped up the league title, but there is still Champions League places to sort out. Uh, Borussia Dortmund are currently in that last Champions League spot, uh, only by a point over Eintracht Frankfurt. And this weekend, Frankfurt tackle um, FC Schalke on Saturday, whilst... Dortmund travel to Mainz on Sunday evening. However, that's not the game of the weekend. It is thir- second versus third on Sunday evening as Leipzig host VfL Wolfsburg, uh, which is a very entertaining game. A win for uh, Wolfsburg will put them a point behind Leipzig, whilst a win for Leipzig will give them a bit of clearance between themselves. Um, Wolfsburg and Borussia Dortmund so there's that to sort out there and Frankfurt themselves this weekend obviously they play Schalke whilst the team below them Munchen Gladbach who are currently five points behind them they travel uh, they host Stuttgart uh, on Saturday afternoon as we come towards the conclusion of uh, the Bundesliga as there's only two games left this season then over in Spain there's obviously all still to play for in terms of the title and uh, relegation, I believe. So we have actually had games this past couple of days. All to play for, but none of them want to actually win it. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. So on Tuesday, Barcelona played Levante and they ended up drawing 3-3, which is absolutely crazy. Messi, Pedri and Dembele scored for Barca. was Gonzalo Malero, Jose Luis Morales and Sergio Leon scored for Barcelona. And then on Wednesday, Atletico Madrid beat 
uh, Real Sociedad 2-1 with Yannick Carrasco and Angel Correa scoring the two goals. And we still have action this week because Real Madrid play later on today for us uh, as they play Granada at 9 o'clock UK time. So, It's the most win from. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they have to win it to obviously keep that gap close to uh, their fellow rivals. And then we actually do have uh, games at the weekend, uh, all on Sunday, kicking off at half past five. So, Atletico Madrid host Osasuna, Barcelona host Celta Vigo, Sevilla, although we, they are practically out of the title race now, travel to Villarreal, and uh, Real Madrid travel to Bilbao as they play Athletic Club. So, not an easy game for Real Madrid this weekend, but you've got to say. Barca and Atleti have the easier games but it's like you said no one does seem to want to win that trophy anymore it's just all the pie for yeah and even at the bottom half uh, no team is safe because I mean theoretically anyone from Alaves down can still go down so they're in 15th on 35 points Hatafe 34 Huesca on 33 Valladolid on 31, Elche on 30, and Ibar on 29. So it is, like you said, all still to play for. Over in France this weekend, Lille can edge ever closer to wrapping up the title as they host Saint-Étienne on Sunday, whilst PSG play Rem. Uh, Lyon themselves, who are in fourth, travel to Nîmes, whilst Monaco host Rennes. Uh, all games kicking off at 8 o'clock on Sunday in the penultimate set of fixtures over in France. So I think if PSG lose this game or drop points and uh, Lille win, they will only need uh, a point from their last game of the season. And if I just have a quick look into next weekend's fixtures, PSG host uh, travel to Brest whilst Lille they uh, travel to Angers so you're going to say it's all in Lille's court to uh, win this and you could even potentially see if PSG lose both of their games they could finish as low as fourth and be in the Europa League next season as I said in the last show the Europa League is going to be interesting it could be the biggest Europa League that there has been and most entertaining and finally over in Italy this weekend uh, we've had games over the past week. Uh, Milan won 7-0 against Torino yesterday. Juventus got back to winning ways, beating Sassuolo 3-1. Inter Milan beat Roma 3-1. Uh, Fiorentina drew 0-0 with Cagliari. Napoli beat Udinese 5-1. And there's still one game left to play today, but that's unimportant. And then on Saturday, it is the big game as Juve host Inter Milan and... There's also Roma versus Lazio to look forward to this weekend. Obviously, always a tasty one. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, we've got Fiorentina Napoli on Sunday, and Milan play host to Cagliari as well on Sunday. So it's like you said, still t- all to play for in terms of uh, Champions League and Europa League places. There. <sighs> Could you imagine Juve not in there? Oh my God, that's going to be crazy. Well, we're talking about them not being in Europe, but this is now the perfect segue to the point that I wanted to bring up. If you've seen the 
the rumour of UEFA dishing out to your European bands to yeah. Real Madrid, and Barcelona even, and Juventus. Uh, Serie A came out earlier on this week saying Juventus face a possible expulsion from the Italian league. Well, that was going to be my next lead on point. I had a funny joke oh, planned and you ruined it. Really <laughs> so. I don't know what you're going to say, but yeah, that would be really incredible if both of them were to happen if they don't uh, renounce themselves from the Europa League which um from the European Super League which it seems none of the three teams have any intentions to do so it, it would be very interesting to see if that does go ahead yes adios as you could say <laughs> uh, it also wouldn't surprise me uh, if Ronaldo does leave with all this but he's not going to want to be no. playing in the Serie If they B, do get expelled from the Italian top league and do go... To I, d- I just now love that Juventus's thing is what? why can we get relegated down to the, yeah. the second team? It does seem like every decade they are pulling that uh, card up of what can we do to get ourselves relegated now just for a bit of banter. Um, right, I think that is all the top European leagues covered. We'll head... It's not just there's not that much yes. left to cover. The season's ending, and yep, uh, the Euros can't come soon enough. The Euros and roll on fans being fully back in stadiums. Um, I'll hand over to you now for the predictions league. Mm. Are we going there? <laughs> I was prepared for something else, but we'll do that afterwards. So predictions league's over. Well, yeah, been over since been, been over since it started. Really, <laughs> I know. Do- I've already I've took the out. Just yeah. accept. <laughs> Stop digging me. Down. <laughs> right, first game, FA Cup final. Chelsea against Leicester. Um, I'm gonna go for Chelsea to win one 0 but it'll be really late. I think it'll be an extra time that they win this. So you're technically saying so we're going for the rule that it's scoreline after 120 yeah. minutes if it goes to extra time. It, penalties, it rules it out. Like if it goes to penalties and say Chelsea win on penalties, that doesn't count as me getting it right or you getting it right. So I can go with the prediction that I wanted to go for, and that is one-one. Yeah. Do I have to no. say would win on penalties? Not It'll be after the 120 minutes, that's what matters. Um, second game? Second game. The only Premier League game that I've gone with this week is the only interest. Well, it's not even interesting. It's just the closest of the two. Tottenham against Wolves. Spurs at home, aren't they, for this one? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Spurs. Oh, I really don't know. I said I really don't know. <laughs> Two one. Wolves. You know what? I was thinking that as well, but I was like, you know, I, I there's something get, that just stopped me doing that, and I don't know why. <laughs> Give it a hell. Third and final game from England this week. You'll like this one. Well, you say it's from England. It's not from England because there's just not a good choice of okay. games based in this week. So I went with a game 
that you will be a big fan of and I'm sure you'll be watching. Chelsea versus Barcelona in the Women's Champions oh League God. final. Why are you making me predict this? I have I literally... You don't, no, got I don't have a particular side in this one and I've been all week I've been sat here since it's got to Monday and I've been like who who do I support and who do I think is going to win because both teams are exceptional teams and have had exceptional seasons one's undefeated yeah, Emma Hayes' side are tactically brilliant and I I genuinely I've, I've been sat here all week thinking do we go Chelsea I can see why they can win it I look at Barca and I think know why they can win it who do I support do I go in as a neutral uh, this is oh I'm gonna go 3-2 to Barcelona oh yeah for the high, high score scoring game in Stockholm and it'll be no Gothenburg sorry not Stockholm and it'll be a very entertaining game well I haven't gone for the high score I guess such but I've gone for 2-1 to Barcelona. Okay, so we're expecting the Spaniards to uh, rule Europe. I'm expecting the perfect season. So, to the European wildcards, as they are. Athletic Bilbao versus Real Madrid. Um, I can I can just see Real messing this up, you know. I really can, and that's why I'm going to go for uh, a Desmond two-two. I will also go for a draw, but I will say 1-1. One, one. Okay. Game 5. The champions versus the former champions in Italy. Juventus against New Zealand. It is in Juve. Wait, did we mean... I don't think I mentioned that game just... When we were talking about the Italian League games. I don't know how you didn't. Let me just get that doubly up again, just to double check that is this weekend's game. In. Well, I definitely did this yesterday. I know I was very well prepared ahead of oh, this. It is five o'clock on Saturday, uh, UK time. That is three-one uh, to Inter. Three-nil to Inter. We've just fully got in on you again. That's because they've been. Do- I mean, yes, they won the other day, but. That game against AC Milan's just stuck in my mind of how poor they were. You want a closer one? I'll give you it with game six. RB Leipzig against Wolves. Who's home? Leipzig. Yep. Um, oh. I think this will be. I'm going to go with 1 1. This will be a 2-1 Leipzig win. Um, So, a reminder that you're on 119 points. I'm on 154. Like you said, it is the season. (laughs) Done and dusted in terms of predictions league, as I have clearly won that. Um, Right. Where to now in terms of football talk? I think now would be a good time to preview this women's championship. Right, so just to give people the insight, Barcelona undefeated this season, won every game in the league. 
uh, on 125 or maybe even 126 points. Uh, Chelsea obviously have won the WSL, wrapped it up on the final day, beating Reading 5-0. I think this is probably the closest Champions League in a few years. I mean, yes, last season's Champions League final between... uh, I think it was Leon and Wolfsburg was a really close game and it was too hard to call, but I think this one is even harder. I don't know who, like I said in the, my predictions, I don't know who it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. We've, we've said it, like, who do we want people to look um, out for in this? We know Chelsea's. You look to the likes of Fran Kirby, Sam Kerr, yeah. Penilla Harder. But what about the Barcelona <sighs> players? As they are seemingly I mean, where, unknowns. Where do you look? Because, I mean, you can say Lika Martins on the wing. You can look at uh, Aitana Bonmati in midfield. Patricia uh, Garujo also in midfield. There's uh, Asiat Ashola up front. Like, this Barcelona team has depth everywhere. And I think that's what's going to make it really interesting to watch is... Both teams have got very good players in all positions and that's why it's too close to call for me personally and it's, I'm actually, even though Man United aren't in it obviously, I'm so nervous as to who I think is going to win it. I, I just, I can't think at all. Um, a reminder that game is kicking off at 8 o'clock UK time and you'll be able to watch on BT Sport on all channels including their YouTube channel as well so that is how you can go about watching this game because if people want a full I'm just if, if people want a full preview you would probably want to explain where yeah, they could so, find uh, them I do have a, another channel uh, called Women's Football Talk on YouTube and I will be doing a full preview of that this weekend uh, should be out on Friday afternoon or Friday morning uh, so go check out that channel there uh, and I'll be doing a full preview of that and looking at all the other big news that is happening across the Women's F- Football League and I'll talk about some of that other stuff now so on Wednesday probably the biggest uh, shock announcement to come out of Women's Football in uh, a while and that is that Manchester United manager Casey Stoney will leave after this weekend's FA Cup game against Leicester City I mean the news really came out of the blue I don't think anyone was expecting it. Apparently, it is down to uh, the facilities at Lee Sports Village and the fact that they haven't been able until literally the last month train at Carrington. Um, She's glazed her out. Who blames her, realistically? Um, She'll be there first with the process. Um, So, yeah. Going to be... very interesting to see who Man United get in uh, now and there's been talk that uh, she could be heading stateside Casey Stoney that is and possibly joining the 2022 NWSL expansion side San Diego uh, elsewhere news wise this week Aston Villa obviously announced the departure of their managers this on Monday and Tuesday which we spoke about on the podcast uh, they are now rumours that uh Enia Luco is set to leave the club as well. Um, no confirmed news as to where she's going, though, according to sources, that is on the Athletic she, or the Telegraph, uh, one of the big clubs in Europe. Liverpool have announced their new manager. Uh, Matt Beard will be joining them from this summer. 
who Matt Beard, obviously, for those that know, has been in charge of Bristol City whilst uh, their manager was on maternity leave. Uh, newly championship side, their former Premier League side, Bristol City have announced that Ebony Salmon will be leaving the club this uh, summer once her contract comes to an end and it is set to be that she's heading to Racing Louisville FC in the States and joining fellow English Gemma Bonner over there. So that is a lot of the news that's happened in the WSL terms and I wouldn't be surprised if there's more news come out over the next few days on management movements uh, across the board. Yep. But I feel like now is the time for something we've not really done in what has been months, it feels like. About two, three months, probably. So with that, play the track. Something weird is going on. Shit! Did you see that? Bastard. Okay, what have you got for us this week? <laughs> see, I'm going to clue for you, and it was just going to quit in that bastard line. <laughs> uh, so. Well, we all know the, the, the two stories that I'm going to explain this week because they're just. Unreal. I'm going to start with everything that's happened with Derby County because we said, we explained it on Monday. They've been found to have breached financial fair play, mm-hmm. which comes with it points deductions. So, what's supposed to have happened is the EFL have looked towards their potential new owner, Eric Alonso. I need you said, Ma- I need you said Marcus Alonso there. Well, he's the Chelsea player. For all we know, it could be him. Let's be, to be honest. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. So the EFL asked for a proof of funds, as is normal. Mm-hmm. You know, very responsible proof. What, what they called again? The fit and proper test. The, oh, the good old fit and proper test. So, in response to all that, Eric Alonso tweeted a picture of his clearly very expensive house. Which looked very nice, I've got to say, from the image we saw. Very, it was a very bang, nice looking house. tidy. Yeah, as they would say. But there's a problem, and a, a very, that? a very keen eye on Twitter. I forget the at. It was something like eleven points. It doesn't matter. It, it does. I like to give credit to these people. You can see it on our Twitter page the post where we give credit to the actual post. I don't remember doing that, but <laughs> I've just said anyway. I'm just saying you're doing it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading that. Uh, Get on so, with it. <laughs> literally, the issue was somebody had discovered a TikTok video of this exact same house. Now that. And uh, cunningly, it doesn't seem to be owned by Mr. Eric Alonza. What? I never knew that. That has... And, Taking me by and, uh, surprise. This is obviously days old, but in checking as of time recording, there is no longer an Eric Alonso Twitter account. Ooh. So, busted, I believe is the word. <laughs> yep. But hey, the, the fit and proper tests 
They always work. Yeah. It's not like we've ever had bad owners before in yeah, football. Just ask Villa, Wigan, Birmingham, Sheffield. <laughs> Blackpool, uh. Portsmouth, Bolton. Berry. God rest their souls. Well, the club's dead, they're not dead, I don't know why. <laughs> yes, uh, though their ground has been put up for sale, I don't know if you've seen that actually. Yeah, I know, that's a sad story. Yes, uh, what's the second bit you've got for us then? Oh, a bit more of a happy note because clearly the whole world saw IX's story. Yes, I did actually see that, it but was a great piece. Obviously, they were just crowned the Eredivisie champions, mm-hmm. and they've just decided, yeah, let's just mount the trophy. Yeah, just mount it down, and very interestingly, in a fantastic gesture, they turned that melty down trophy into forty-two thousand metal stars, which sounds and, like a lot. Well, because. Yeah, 42,000 season ticket holders are at the Johan Cruyff Arena. Beautiful and stadium. Each of, and each one of those fans is going to get a piece of the trophy. Um, yeah, that's a brilliant gesture from Ajax. Um, I they are getting a second copy of the trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously they're going to get that. Uh, As I said, do you think they, told, they, didn't, they just didn't tell the, the era to visit or the Dutch <laughs> FA and they were just like, Oh, that's nice. What's this funny video? Holy shit! <laughs> what are you doing? Stop! Stop doing then, it. then again, Ajax have got enough Eredivisie trophies so they could afford to melt one down. Only one? Jesus Christ. They could have given one to everyone in Amsterdam. They're all them stars. They could, they, 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 they've won that many Eredivisie trophies they could have given it to every season to get older. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, absolutely uh, brilliant from Ajax to see that obviously over the past year fans haven't been in the stadiums and it's a great uh, initiative uh, for them to include them. And if they are a proper true uh, fans club. Uh, they did release their new away kit and I've got to say it looks very similar to, I think it was the Fluminense or Cruzeiro one in uh, the Brazilian league, uh, blue and black stripes. Uh, not a big fan of it, to be fair, compared to because what they had and so this season. The only kit I've seen this morning is the, the full reveal of that Chelsea home shirt, which, Jesus. <laughs> yes, um, not well, the my best. my eyesight, that is a complete eyesore. Yeah. Uh, I'll just show you a quick picture of it. Um, so for a second, I thought you were talking about that third kit, which is the Bob Marley inspired one. No, I don't know. That actually still hasn't been officially released. Oh wait! I've just realised I've got a thing going in the background, so you can't see. Um, yeah. When I first did see it, it was it was very almost Bruges like, wasn't it? But with yeah. the white stripes as well. Yeah, I got a lot of that. I think I prefer the Bob Marley looking one. Um, oh yeah, that was nice. Any other talking points from football this week, or is oh, that that's everything from me? Yeah, I think that's everything from me as well, unless we have missed anything, um, which I don't believe so, because I have got social media open at the minute while we do this, so I don't think I have missed anything, and yeah, we'll be back at the start of next week to review the FA Cup final, the Women's Champions League final, all the action across Europe, hopefully they don't actually disappoint us, and look forward to the games that are going to have fans back 
which is next week with playoff uh, semi-finals I think across all three divisions I think they're going to have fans in as far as I'm aware and obviously the Premier League games from Tuesday and Wednesday uh, are going to have fans and obviously the last set of fixtures in the Premier League next Sunday will also have fans apart from that make sure you like comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to download us follow us on social media on Twitter as well so you can actually see that Derby County post and any other stories that you may have missed and that at is off TC pod uh, all one word off TC pod and until then enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll see you soon it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Brett see ya we'll see you soon <laughs>